This episode of Cascade is dedicated to the life and memory of Chip Joel, who played Todd in our first episode of Cascade. He will be missed. Eric Busby presents Cascade. Episode 2, Fallout. Written by Eric Busby. He's alive. Happy now? Getting there. Dr. Colden, how are you feeling? I... I don't know. Last thing I remember, it's... It's also... So... Lightheaded, what... It's all foggy, what... Wasn't I shot? Yes. Yes, you were. You are okay now. Look, it's obvious you guys have a lot to chat about, but we had a deal. I keep Chunky Boy here from going to the Great Beyond, and you end me. Yes, I do remember making that promise. I watched the man pull a small pistol from his coat. He pulled the hammer back and then pointed it at the young woman. What? What the hell are you doing? Wait, I've tried that before. It doesn't work. In that case, I guess I will see you in the morning. What'd you just do? Take the body back to her room, lock her in, then get someone in here to clean this mess up. Yes, sir. Now that that is over, I think it time we had a talk, Dr. Colden. You... you murdered that girl! Appearances can be deceiving, Doctor. There is more going on than you know. Come with me. We need to talk. I was being led down a long white corridor. I was dressed in hospital pajamas. About me, various people in suits and military attire were busy. Doing what, I could only guess. Forgive our mess. We are trying to get everything up to speed as quickly as we can. And just what are they doing? Updating everything. This building was decommissioned at the end of the Cold War. It was primarily used to decrypt Soviet radio signals. I see. So what's it going to be used for now? It will be used to deal with the side effects of the anomaly. Half the computers here are old. They're still running Windows 95. I prefer XP myself. <laughs> Wait a minute, what what anomaly are you talking about? Side effects that came about because the sun went green. It went back to normal a few days ago. Normal? You mean it's yellow again? Oh yes, but it was green for quite some time. We are back to blue skies. So what's wrong with that? I think we'd be glad to get rid of a green sun. Let us go in my office. I will explain everything. Do you have a seat? Do you prefer coffee or tea? Uh, coffee would be fine. Sadly, we are out of coffee at the moment, so tea will have to do. Okay, so... <laughs> okay, so why did you just offer me coffee? You can get the measure of a person by what they like to drink. Whatever. Look, I don't want to be rude, but who the hell are you? 
Why am I here? My name is Ambrose Pierce. I am the director of Project Cascade. Project Cascade? It's what we're going with for the time being. Do have a seat, Doctor. I will get you some tea and then bring you up to speed. But first, tell me, what is the last thing you remember? I uh, remember. Well, I was... I was studying the effect the Cascade had on the sun. And... Yeah, yeah. I had, um... I had detected a new form of radiation that was covering the Earth. Not just Earth, Doctor. The whole solar system was blanketed by that radiation. Well, yeah, you do have a point. Anyway, uh, a man came in, uh, he had a gun, he shot me, but I'm okay now for some reason. How would you react if I told you you died? I, well, I would say that you're wrong. You know, unless you're telling me this is the afterlife. And if that's the case, I'm extremely disappointed. Uh, Dr. Colden, I'm going to be blunt. You took three slugs to the chest. Your heart was torn apart. You died instantly. Now, see, that's, that's not possible. See, I, I'm sitting right here in front of you and very much alive, as you can see. Yes, you are alive. Well, sort of alive at any rate. Sort of alive? What the hell does that mean? It has to do with that woman you met when waking up. What, the, the one you shot? The one you killed a few minutes ago? Yes, she's going to be quite upset with me when she wakes up. Yeah, um, you blew her head open, although her waking up, I'm not sure how that's even possible. Here, read this while I get you tea. It will explain some of what you need to know. And this is what? Just read it, then we will talk. After the door closed, I reached out and picked up the file. I flipped it open to the first page. What I would read there would change my life forever. Good morning, Bobby. My name's not Bobby. It's Robert. Robert Mills. Now let me out of here, or I'll smash my way out, you bastard! The glass of your cell is really a transparency constructed out of metal. It's very dense and quite sturdy. Pound away all you desire. It will never even get a dent. Where am I? Last thing I remember was... was... You were tossing back a cocktail in Albuquerque, New Mexico. We made sure the bartender added a little something to the drink. Something to put you to sleep. Ah, I see. Afraid to take me on like a real man. Considering your newfound abilities, yes, we decided to avoid a head-on confrontation with you. <laughs> you should have just killed me when you had the chance. There will be hell to pay, you bastard, because when I get out of here... When you get out of there, you will be paying off your debt to society. <laughs> You're insane. The only thing I'm going to do is rip your arms off and eat them, you son of a bitch. You can stop that right here and now, Mr. Mills. You are not a cannibal. <laughs> yeah, yes I am. Oh, I have heard the stories, how you feed upon those you have killed. 
That is something you just make up, something to freak out the others so they don't screw with you. Believe me, Mills, we have done our research on you. It is why you are here, why you are still alive. Oh, fine, fine. You called me on my bullshit. I don't eat people, and I'm still gonna rip you limb from limb. Somehow, I do not think so. What the hell was that? It felt like my chest was... was on fire. While you were sleeping, you underwent a little operation. Operation? What sort of damn operation? We had an implant grafted into your heart. It's like a pacemaker. The only difference is when someone pushes this button, it makes your heart stop beating until pressed again. Keep it off long enough and, well, you get the picture, no more Robert Mills. But how? My skin is bulletproof. Knives can't even cut me. There are other ways into the body without cutting the skin open. Natural passages that allow easy access inside, so to speak. You went. You went up my... my... I do admit it was quite an evasive procedure. You bastard! What sort of damn perverts are you? Why, the best kind, Mr. Mills. We're the United States government. Hey! This ain't over, you damn sicko. Probably not, but it is tonight. Pleasant dreams, Mills. I will be in touch soon. You could've at least left the damn lights on! The first few pages of the report didn't tell me anything I didn't already know. It just covered the events of Cascade coming into our star system. The weeks as it moved through our star system, and its ending as it was pulled into the sun, causing what was now dubbed the Green Event. It was what I found on the next few pages that truly got my attention. My god, is this is... is... Ah. I see you have gotten to the interesting part. How is, is this happening? Current theory is the radiation from Cascade has triggered these enhancements. Enhancements? These are people we're talking about here, right? We had to call them something. The enhanced seemed the best bet. I was leaning toward calling them augments or mutants, but one of the comic publishers trademarked the word. We're sticking with enhanced to avoid legal issues. So that girl, the one who healed me... Brought you back from the brink of dead, you mean? Yeah, yeah, her. She is one of these... enhanced? Oh, yes. One of our first recruits, you might say. But you just killed her. Ah, but that is just it. The nature of her enhancement is... Well, to put it bluntly, she cannot die. Cannot die? The day the green events began, our charming Miss Kimberly Oswald and her rock and roll boyfriend decided the world must be coming to an end. Yeah, no doubt thanks to the endless rhetoric from the likes of Reverend Seaver. Actually, that is Potentate Seaver these days, ruler for life over the New Republic of Texas. But yes, thanks to him and others, many felt the world was coming to an end, so Miss Oswald decided to go out in a blaze of glory. So she and her boyfriend both got tanked up on drugs and cheap booze, 
Then they hopped into his car. Then they drove it over the side of a cliff along the coast of Oregon. My God. The plan worked. For him, anyways. The car exploded on impact. His body was burned to a crisp. She, on the other hand, woke up a few days later without even one scratch. She wasn't even hurt. Really? On the contrary, her body was burned to a crisp like her boyfriend's. Only hers regenerated itself. Since that lovely day, she has attempted to take her life on a number of occasions. Stepped in front of an oncoming bus. Her body was splattered all over the road. An hour later, she was having coffee at a local Starbucks. She tried to OD on heroin. She woke the next morning with nothing but a bad headache. It is when she tried to break into the core of a nuclear complex that she came onto our radar. She has been at this complex ever since. Wow, so she even tried to kill herself with radiation? Yes, but we stopped her before she ever got close to the reactor. She is still eager to give it a try, I imagine. So, when you shot her in the head? Has done nothing in the long run. She is probably awake now, cursing my name. Unbelievable. So, um, how, how did she heal me? Side effect of her gift. Not only can she heal herself from an otherwise fatal wound, she can do the same for others, so long as their wounds are not too extreme. So what if my brains have been blown out? You'd be quite dead by now. However, Miss Oswald is not the only one. There are a number of people who have developed these enhancements. Yeah, so I read. Just how many are we talking about here? We do not have an accurate count at the moment. I would say in the United States alone there are a good several thousand, probably more. People who have suddenly found they have powers and abilities that set them apart from everyday humans. If we do not find a way to control them, in less than five years there is every chance the world will be destroyed. What do you mean five years? I don't understand. What, what happens in five years? Look at page 24 of the report. It will tell you everything. I quickly flip through to page 24 of the report. I start scanning the page, and I feel my blood turn to ice in my veins. As you can see, Cascade's trip through our star system had more effect on us than we first thought. Our orbit around the sun has changed. I don't see how that's possible. The gravity pull from Cascade as it passed through our orbital plane. The intense gravity of Cascade was able to shift the Earth's orbit around the sun. We do not have the final analysis as of yet. What we do know is our standard year is now 378 days long. And the day is close to 27 hours in length. The weather patterns of our world are going to be affected by these changes. They already are. It is very subtle at the moment, but they are going to get worse. If these numbers are correct, I don't think you can expect much change in the spring and autumn months, but the summer and winter, they're going to be extremely brutal. Whole regions of the planet will in time be uninhabitable in winter and summer. The very air will crystallize from the extreme cold and go to being so hot the very air will cook you if you're in it long enough. A lot of people are going to die because of these changes. So that's why you think in five years that the human race is going to be gone? Perhaps not completely, but with limited areas that will be capable of supporting life as we know it, there will not be many people left. I can't imagine this news was very welcome around the world. The full extent is not as of yet known. Everyone is aware of the changes, but we have been able to suppress the full extent. They just think there will be days added to the months, sleep patterns will have to be changed, and do not get me started on how long some businesses want to extend the workday. That is where we come in. We are hoping that by the time this news does get out, we will be able to offer a solution. 
a solution. Director, this might come as a shock to you, but given our current state of technology, we have no way to counter the effects the change is going to have on our world. You are right, Doctor. Currently we do not. But it is our hope that one of these people out there with enhanced abilities might. We need someone who might be able to make everything right again, or at the very least give us something, an edge, a way to survive the changes in our world. Interesting. I, I, I suppose it's possible, but I mean, well, how would you even find this person or, or persons? That is where you come in, Dr. Colden. Before you were shot, you knew more about the Cascade Radiation. It is with your help and the help of the Enhance we have working with us that you will be able to find a way to save us. Doctor, will you help us? It's not like I really have a choice, do I? Oh, you always have a choice. I just hope you make the correct one. Fine, I I'm in. So, how, uh, how do you think we ought to go about this? First, you will need to meet the other members of your team. Bring everyone up to speed. Then we have to deal with a situation in New York City. Why? What's happening in New York? Hey, you get anyone on the horn today? Nope. As per usual. I swear, I have tried every frequency I can think of, so either there's nobody out there to hear us, or they do hear us, and they don't care. It's probably that red mist. Maybe it's blocking our signal. There has to be someone out there. I refuse to believe that this has spread everywhere. We should have left when... Yeah, okay, fine. I get it. It's my fault we're stuck here. If we'd only left when you wanted us to, we wouldn't be in this situation. There, are you happy? That what you want me to say? Look, Linda, I'm not trying to blame you. I'm just... Aren't you? You seem to remind me every time we have a free moment together. How we could have gone up to Maine and stayed at your folks' place in Bar Harbor or gone out west and stayed in Portland, Oregon or God knows where else. Linda, I'm not blaming you. Hell, it was every chance you might have been right and it would have all blown over. What could have happened and what we should have done is not going to change the simple fact that we're here now. And we need to get out of here, somehow. So, are there any new ideas as to how we might get out of here from anybody? Nah. All they're doing is refortifying the doors and windows, making sure the mist doesn't seep in. And some of those things tried to break in last night. I hate to think what would have happened if they'd succeeded. We'd probably be dead. Or worse. Just like them now. Yeah. But they're coming every night now, trying to find a way in. I just hope we can hold out till help comes. We do have another problem. Our food and water is starting to run low. No, oh, that's just spiffy. That means someone will have to go outside. Try and find something to keep us going. Wait, go out into that mist? Craig, you know what will happen. Maybe if they don't stay out too long, it won't have any effects. I wouldn't want to bet on that. Besides... The mist isn't the only thing we have to worry about. I know, I know. Those things are just waiting for us to poke our heads out, and then it's feeding time at the zoo. Welcome to New York, City of the Damned. Hey, 
You've been listening to Cascade. Featured in the cast were Darren Marlar as Dr. Colvin, Bruce Busby as Director Pierce, Christopher Poyer as Robert Mills, Carissa DeWitt as Kim Oswald, Natalie Van Sistine as Linda, Ellie Hirschman as Greg, and Kevin Tremblay as The Guard. This episode was produced and directed by Eric Busby. Script editor was Rick Myers. Sound design by Eric Busby. Music by Kevin McLeod and Ambient Light. Cascade theme by Kai Hartwick. Announcer was Darren Marlar. You've been listening to an Eric Busby production. Thanks a lot for coming over to help, Tucker, because I want this just to be absolutely perfect for Mr. Busby. Not a problem at all, Brownie. I was coming over to watch Z Nation anyways. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what's going to happen this week. Could you give me a level check, Brownie? You're coming in, I think, a little hot. Okay. Check, 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 check. Sibilance. Sibilance. Check. How's that, Tuck? I'd suggest you back up about two feet and let me put this spit shield in place. Watch it, Tuck. You're stepping on my feet. Brownie, just move. Let me get this there. Get this there? What do you mean? Just give that a try, Brownie. You know I hate talking into pantyhose, Tucker. But it stops your P's and F from popping, Brownie. And you're right, because I don't want my P's or F to pop. Okay, go ahead and give Eric's line a try. It's almost time to see what's happening to Citizen Z. <laughs> DJ Quails, he's so good. Come on, just read the line. Okie doke. I know what you expected, Captain. We tried to do the impossible. We tried to stop the enemy. We're not superhuman. Most of the men aren't coming back. That was really, really good, Brownie. It moved me emotionally. But unfortunately, that wasn't the line. The line is, yes, sir. Really? But that's such a small part. You know what they say, Brownie. There is no such thing as a small part. There's only small actors. <laughs> they must have never seen Sherman act. <laughs> that's funny because Sherman is so robust. Hey, I'm sitting right here. Do you mind, Sherman? We're trying to record lines for Eric Busby's production of Kelgon. That's Cascade, Brownie. And actually, I do mind. I was here first. I was in the living room reading my book before the two of you came in. But Sherman, we have to record in here because the living room has the best acoustics in the whole house. Fine, but just hurry up. We'll be done in just a couple of minutes once Brownie nails this line. Okay, you had me at hello. Once again, well delivered, but totally wrong. The line is, yes, sir. I know. I've got this. You can't handle the truth. <laughs> News bulletin, Sherm. We might be here a little longer than originally expected. Brownie, the line is, yes, sir. Could you just say it and be done? Absolutely, Sherm. Shouldn't be a problem. <laughs> Take four. Call me Ishmael. Brownie. We're going to miss Z Nation, Brownie. But I don't want to miss Z Nation, Tucker. Then get the line right. The line is, yes, sir. Probably potatoes. No, yes, sir. So, Minio. Once again, absolutely wrong. The line is, yes, sir. Ooh, I think I got it this time. Yes, sir. Words are right this time. Tone wrong. More like you're a soldier and not a whiny 12-year-old. Yes, sir.
I see what you're going for there, but this time, less Shatner, more Eastwood. Yes, sir. <laughs> Perfect. I can make that work in post-production. That's great, Tucker. Thanks again. Now let's go watch Z Nation. Eric, the post-production stuff is after this. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. We sell bananas.